Are we recording? Oh, we are. I see there's little, little sound waves jumping. Dream Warriors. 31 Days of Dread. Day 30. Uh, we're... <laughs> We're getting there, people. I, I'm loving it. Big movie. Huge movie to talk about. First time I saw it. So we're going to hit that music. Yeah, so it, look, down, down the stretch here, it definitely slowed down. felt like if I... Uh, it, it was easily for me to be able to post uh, six episodes uh, in in one day, and it, the funny thing is, uh, I it's like I'll sit down and I'll do huge recordings, like a, a really big session. So sometimes people are here, so sometimes they're they're sleeping. Uh, like I really don't care. Uh, like, and I'll go back and I'll listen to the episodes. And just kind of have a like a, a conniption fit because I just don't think the myself as a commentator, I would even say performer is up to par. Even like on my standards and and my standards for this are it's it's funny. It's strictly uh, talking. Yeah, I, I, a lot of times I, I go back and I listen to myself and, and I just don't feel like there is there is there's a flow to it. So those episodes, they just go away. So part of the 31 Days of Dread uh, was really was the pressure and the exercise of doing something like this on a regular, like just regular clip to the point of working out some of those demons I have and sitting down and discussing anything and you know like a part of it too was the uh i just wanted to have almost like a crash crash course in in horror and horror is such a vast genre uh it's like layers within layers within layers um like the movements the themes the conventions that horror creates you know like that being one thread and then what happens in the industry as a whole because of of like those themes so like for example we'll we'll always go like we'll go back to hills have eyes part two 1985 that was day 29 where there is nothing unique about that movie there's no reason to watch it but if you're watching it within the context of movies that were inspired by friday the 13th and i, I say that more than halloween because friday took the, the elements of Halloween and and took a, took out like the artistry and added pop and fun and entertainment, um, you know. And from 1980 on, like that wave is like you have high and low in, like reinterpreting like they they interpret that they with different intent, okay. And this is a part of the the real nuance of horror. Because it's it, it's literally like a spiral. And you have the guys with the money coming in trying to cash in. Then you have the guys with nothing. And we've seen this, we've seen this time and time again, even modern day. Paranormal activity, sinister, conjuring, saw, hostile, uh, people with nothing come in 
and they're able to do things within horror. They're able to make a name uh, of themselves as filmmakers, as visionaries, uh, as people with Willy Wonka, pure imagination. And horror welcomes this. Horror welcomes pure commentary on the culture at hand uh, because it's all allegorical and metaphorical. So, like, we're we're talking about Dracula today, 1933, and why why is why is this a big thing? Number one, bucket list movie for me. I I, I have yet to see all of the Universal horror movies. I uh, am like huge, probably the biggest sticking point to my filmography like repertoire. Okay, repertoire. Uh, am I even saying that right? Uh, but yeah, it's. The universal, I mean, like, go and go, like, the Magnificent Ambersons, uh, Touch of Evil, Citizen Kane, uh, I loved Gone with the Wind, uh, like, Oddballs, like, Rollerball, uh, it goes on and on, like, the, um, the, the discovery of film is a part of one's film education. Now, being able to identify what's happening within the film the surrounding cultural environment and then the filmmaking process and, you know like that's that adds to your analysis uh it's almost like post-analysis because like none of those things should change how well the movie is how well you receive it uh so on and, and so forth uh, but you know the universal uh universal heart i would say like universal and hammer uh, yeah, uh, total dark spots. Uh, I mean, I think at this point, just just sitting down and talking to you, I think if there was just one giant box set for me to buy for Universal, I I wish Amazon did digital bundles where you got like a little bit of a discount similar to what they have for the six Star Wars movies. Because um, I think you can get all six for like 90 bucks. And, and sometimes it's even on sale as low as 75 And like that's that's a heck of a deal because they're normally $20 a piece. So you, you get almost three movies for free uh, with that price. But And some type of hammer bundle that I would really just – I would just jump in and, and get them all uh, to watch them as like a whole – as a heart, uh, I mentioned before that I'm now subscribed to Shutter on Amazon Prime, and yeah, for five bucks a month, it's it's wonderful because I I at least get Frankenstein, Dracula, the Invisible Man, the Wolfman, Bride of Frankenstein, and that might be it. So that's a little bit of a decent. That's a good crash course in Universal horror. But yeah, so I sat down and, and was like so excited to to finally catch this movie. And really, I have the the Thirty One Days of Dread. I have all of you, and thank thanks so much for every like a lot of you have been because I see the data, I see the analytics. A lot of you are are legitimately watching the post or listening. Uh, what am I doing here? Listening to me like ramble to you uh as things are being posted uh you know that's very flattering even the the soundcloud analytics which are you know like a little bit lower nominal but at the same time it's just even seeing soundcloud activity kind of immediately get a couple things 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's very satisfying, it, and it, it encourages me to go further on this journey, which is, you know, to really build this into a, a cultural stamp, you know, to really build Dream Warriors into something that uh, people, um, you know, care about. They care about the opinions. They care about the point of view and the insight and even the data because, you know, we go into what the actual numbers are sometimes and the, and the number, numbers reveal more. Um, you know, like this is the... This is why even John is so important because John is probably one of the best num numbers guys, and he he definitely has an insight into what could be happening, and, and he also has the power to generate correla correlations of our own. So again, like him and I have like a lot of um, like text threads and things like that to like what what we could do with data, what we what what we could do with the movie data, like so on and, and so forth. But yeah, so Dracula in 1933. It's a movie made in 1933. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the credited filmmaker is Todd Browning. The uncredited filmmaker is Carl Lamel Jr. So Todd Browning, is his filmography is insane. It's like he's done like 50 movies. Uh, he directed from uh, 1939 all the way to... Uh, well, I'm sorry, we're going backwards here. Uh, 1915 to, to 1939. Okay. <laughs> Which isn't like a huge stretch uh, by any any means. Uh, can, can, but he, it's this is where uh, sometimes you would have uh, four to five movies come out in a single year. So he, he made a career for himself. Uh, yeah, just uh, being a, um, yeah, a, a studio director in a giant system and... Yeah, uh, during a time too where Hollywood just just made movies. Um, they they weren't making franchises. Uh, it's it's kind of funny how how Hollywood transitioned from being sequel happy to franchise happy. Well, it's I'm sorry, from sequel happy to trilogy happy to franchise happy, and now it's uh, uh, shared universe happy. I don't know what's next. To be quite honest. So <laughs> that's a, that's an episode of itself, right? That's a uh, that's a Dream Warriors analysis. Uh, take a shot every time I say Dream Warriors this episode. I think it's mostly because I I'm getting very reflective approaching the final day of the thirty one days of of dread, and and it's just it's just filling me with 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 a little bit of joy because I there, there was a point where I did want to give up. Uh, just because uh, the uh, the show was behind, and it, it was just one of those things. But yeah, so uh, yeah, so I think that it's it's kind of funny because the um, you know like, and I don't even have all of my data up, and I really don't care this time because I kind of just want to um, like enjoy the uh, little bit of the the conversation and the process and the discovery. Uh, and, and this is almost like a good good thing for me to, to listen back to. So 1992, we have Francis Ford Coppola. He comes out with his version of Dracula. Uh, Love Never Dies was the tagline. Uh, budgeted for $40 million, box office roughly 215 And yeah, uh, uh, culture, like the, the, the 92 Dracula, I think I might have been in seventh grade uh, by that point. Yeah, to, I really missed seeing that in theater. It, it, like I remember, 
I, I didn't see that in the theater, and I didn't see Nightmare Before Christmas. And those are two that really stuck out to me. And, and I don't know why. I felt so bad not being able to see those movies. And uh, we had, like, an art project. And it was to take a black and white photograph from the newspaper and to add blacks and add whites on top of it, okay? To just really just make a, uh, like, a strict black and white image with, with no gray shading. And, you know, I chose the Dracula uh, movie poster from, you know, because back in the day I used to love going to the newspaper and going into the movie section of what was showing, because that's, that's how you got your movies at one time. This is before Fandango. You'll go to the newspaper, look up your local theater, and they would be listed, and, you go, and the movie, time, movie times would be listed in the, in the local paper. And, uh, you know, the, they had posters and, and things like that. So I cut, I cut one out, and it was, like a, it was a, a decent size. It was maybe like five, five inches by six or seven. It was like a five by seven. And yeah, you know, I worked endlessly on that because of the uh, the the details. the 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 poster itself has a there's almost like this relief that runs around the poster that is looked to be carved in stone, and it has images throughout the entire movie. And then we have like the Dracula logo with, and then we have Dracula when knowing the rider. Um, yeah. And, so I, I worked tirelessly. I remember the, the project eclipsed, and I was still working on it. And even to this day, I, I've, I've said to myself, if, if, I, if I find it, or when I find it, because I never really did throw it out, I would definitely uh, you know, like frame that and, and, and put it up, because it's just one of those earlier art projects of mine I, I really remember committing myself to. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm drinking... Uh, day old Starbucks latte. <laughs> um, yeah, I went there yesterday to get this like maple maple pecan, and they were they were done. They're done with like they're done with that for the season, and it kind of broke my heart. So I said like, well, like what what else do we got? And the guy said, well, he runs off pump. He said we still have pumpkin spice, and I'm like, I don't fuck it. like I don't want the pumpkin spice. And then he uh, he runs off like a va- uh, a vanilla burrell burrell, and I said I'll take that. And boy, it's it's good. So what I normally do is I get venti's. I I don't drink them all. Uh, like I'll drink them on the way home because it's about like a 10, 15 minute walk. And then when I get home, I'll just throw it into the fridge, and it gets super nice and cold. And that's where I'm at right now, just enjoying it. So yeah, uh, the the thirty. Oh, well, is it nineteen thirty one? I was saying I, I was saying 1933. Okay, the 1931 Dracula starring Bela Lugosi is just legendary. Um, there's there's few there's nothing I can add to this movie that isn't already there. Okay, and that's a very important point. Okay, uh, there's no insight, there's no analysis for me to bring to the table, uh, other than just documenting. Uh, what it was like watching it for the first time, uh, knowing, you know, like the history of the character, because, you know, Dracula, I think Dracula is maybe the most important uh, IP intellectual property, uh, more so than Superman, more so than even Mickey Mouse. Uh, And that's because 
he's still around today. I mean, when you even watch the Tom Cruise Mummy, uh, Dracula is referenced in that movie. He's uh, hinted on, he's leaned on. Uh, his presence is there. Uh, doing something with Dracula at the post credit sequence would have been the, the, the better move for the, the Tom Cruise mummy for the uh, Dark Universe. Uh, them going to the mummy to bride of Frankenstein doesn't excite anybody. They really uh, should have pushed Tom Cruise because yeah, you know, I thought I thought the angle that they put on Tom Cruise, like the angle that Tom Cruise had, was was uh, was cool. Was I thought it was significant. Uh, pairing Tom Cruise and the idea of these other actors, and then having uh, like someone prominent come in as Dracula, and and have Dracula be front and center of this uh, dark universe cabal, so to speak. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't do that with Mickey Mouse. Uh, look, we, we right now have a Justice, Justice League movie coming out in two weeks, and there is no Superman. The, I mean, everyone knows he's going to be in the movie. Everyone knows they're going to be doing the black costume, but there is no presence for him. And there's really no need. Uh, my, my, my father kind of nailed it. He goes, I don't care about that movie. There's no Superman is the Justice League. He's, he's, he's not in the movie. 100% agree with my father. Uh, it's equal equally saying there is no X-Men without Wolverine. I'm sorry. Uh, as much as people want different things, it, it kind of doesn't work. There, There is a character that doesn't bring the fire, that doesn't bring the drama. Wolverine is that. Uh, Superman is also that. But yeah, so Dracula, I mean, the book, the right? Like we, we have to kind of talk about the book. The book. When did the um, original novel come out? That's that's interesting, right? I mean, where are we with with that? Uh, let's see here. Can can we find it? Can we find it in a a um? Let's see. We'll just look it up, right? We'll just do. Uh, there you go. Just taking me a while. Uh, 18, <laughs> 1897. How, uh, that is unbelievable. Eight, uh, since 1897, Dracula has been a, in the cultural forefront. So, yeah, it's 1897, 1931. So that, that's, that's, that's a chunk of years. You know, Hollywood knew, to, by this point, you might be able. You might be even able to say the Hollywood identifying Dr Dracula as a potential um, crossover IP. We'll say for the time was was one of the biggest moves in, in Hollywood history. But yeah, so uh, it's a short movie. It's one hour fourteen minutes. And the reason why I brought up Francis Ford Coppola's nineteen ninety two Dracula is because it was so difficult for me to watch this without like knowing. Ford Coppola's because so much of it, it it's so similar it's so close some of them it, there's the same lines of dialogue there's the same imagery the same exact scenes uh the the movie actually flows the exact same way because when I was done this I watched Bram Stoker's Dracula and really just enjoyed both of these movies um I think it magnified the Bram Stoker's Dracula too to how significant 
um, of a movie that is. And I kind of want to do my own separate thing of Francis uh, Ford Coppola's Dracula. I think I'm going to. I was going to do um, 31 Days of Dread, day 30.5 for Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. But, but no. Only Spawn gets a point five, But yeah. And so this movie was... The 31 Dracula was funnier, better acted... Uh, felt more present than I thought it was going to. If it, it really just felt like it was a it was a movie made today that didn't have the the technical power, meaning camera movement, sound editing, sound design, and I, I would even say like punch and dialogue because I view that as as a technology that's that's very cultural. You, it's hard to to skim around that. That's why. I give a lot of flack to uh, earlier independent movies or any in the independent movie outside of your era because the, the dialogue beats of the time is, is, is it's, it's a stamp on the speech patterns, the slang, how people spoke for the day. So And, and it's hard to knock that. It, it really is. Uh, if, if it's not clicking in you or to you, um, it's, it's you. It's not the material. But yeah, uh, just the way how this movie was shot, it definitely has uh, moments of dread. Um, the, the, the mysticism of Dracula uh, and what Francis Ford Coppola completely expanded on. And I, and I was happy to watch these back to back because it, it really made me uh, understand, like see the Dracula character in a different light. And the he's deadly he's 400 years old um he there's a mysticism about him there's a like a rite of ritual about dracula that i really it never occurred to me i never saw before but boy is is that a a part of that character that no one really goes on anymore everything is about the blood and the immortality and him you know like getting people to do things to make them immortal uh, the, the, his his motivation is, is 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 almost like happiness and and love and he but it's through the powers of darkness and it's such an interesting dynamic hodgepodge and it's it's really like hard to dissect and even wrap your head around. Uh, look, I, I had to sit down and talk about something right now. And yeah, maybe maybe I should have watched this movie again or. Uh, really wrote up like a, somewhat of a analysis and, and got some good bullet points for everyone, but because um, he is that deep in this. But no, I mean, like, it, this movie completely lived up to the hype. Uh, I'm definitely watching the rest of the Universal movies available on Shudder. Uh, I can't wait to do it. I recommend you do it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, chalk it up for another bucket list movie for the 31 Days of Dread, uh, 1931. <laughs> Not 1933. Hey, we make mistakes and, and we learn. That's that's a part of life. We get setbacks and we move forward. And that's a part of life. Everyone says that they want setbacks because they understand that setback, setbacks really form you and move you forward and create something of you. Uh, but no one really wants setbacks. Everybody just wants to sit down and be comfortable. And not me. I want the chaos. I want the, uh, I want the pain. I want... The stress, just give it to me. But look, uh, if you want to talk to me more about this, uh, hit me up. Uh, Google Voice is on akapad.com. Direct message me. 
direct uh you can talk to me on the twitter at aka pad uh aka pad 13 for instagram aka pad for snapchat uh for professional purposes aka pad site.com yeah these are all the ways and i'm also on linkedin i'm also on google plus you know because i'm i'm heavy into gmail and android but look um yeah everyone go go see this movie check it out uh if you've seen it if you got if you got like anything uh, expert wise you just want to like call in uh, I, I would definitely take a call in from uh an, an expert on this movie uh, i'll figure out like how, how to do it it can't be that complicated because i'm pretty sure i got the equipment right here i'm looking at it for call-ins but no uh dream warriors 31 days of dread day 30 uh we're right at the end uh, everyone just have a good good day have a good existence uh happy halloween we're marching forward <laughs>